Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna, a certified John Maxwell executive coach and trainer and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the life. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Estepreneur Podcast, where we teach people how to do business and life God's way. Um, I'm excited about our guest today. His name is Andy Lee. He's best in the best based in the UK, and he is going to be sharing with us some wisdom nuggets that he learned from his journey of entrepreneurship and just being a godly man. You know, you deal with so many choices in life, whether it comes to family, relationships, career, business, corporate America, I'm at corporate America. Is it corporate UK? Is that how you would say it, right? <laughs> you don't have the same term, but you can yeah. say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, dealing with it, the things in life and just, you know, just show you guys that, hey, guys, you know, it's challenging out there, but you will win every battle that you face if you apply God's principles in every aspect. So definitely excited to have him today. So without further ado, I'm going to let Andy introduce himself. Tell us a little about your background, who you are, talk about a little bit about your family, where you're based, and what your services are for your business. Sure. Edna, well, thanks so much for inviting me on. It's a pleasure to be here and to serve your audience. Uh, so yeah, a little bit about me. Well, um, I wasn't one of those people who grew up knowing exactly what I wanted to do when I, you know, when yeah. I was older. You know, some people are like, doctor, lawyer, and I'm being quite Asian with that. <laughs> with that. <laughs> my background is Chinese heritage. So my, my parents are originally from Hong Kong mm -hmm. and they moved over to Germany to set up a business and that's where I was born. Uh, so I lived there for the first few years of my life and then moved over to the UK. Yeah. And I've been in Manchester, UK since. So for me, I was first introduced to Christianity at a summer youth conference um, at the age of 16, 17. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I was there because I had nothing better to do and maybe you know, look for a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <I got that. laughs> um, and it just, it just blew me away at the time. I remember um, a workshop that was given by one of the leaders, a short-term missionary, and he was talking about religion versus faith or science and faith. And I was like, how can those two things even reconcile? Mm -hmm. So I, at, at the end of the workshop, I started picking his brain and we went on to the early hours of the morning and I was asking questions wow. like, if God existed, why is there so much suffering? You know, the serious questions. But I was also asking the other kinds of questions like, is hell really that hot? Is the devil <laughs> really red? Does he actually yes. have a pitchfork? <laughs> oh my goodness. And so that, that I became a Christian then and then started to really understand God more, deepen my faith, went to church, um, faithfully met my wife there, was baptized, married. You met your wife uh, at church? Uh, yeah, I did. I met my wife at that conference. So I guess that that goal I had for going um, worked sure. out. <laughs> um, and then on the bit on the kind of working career side, I because I didn't know what I wanted to do, I just just took on any opportunities that came my way. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I was able to progress quite quickly through the corporate world, working in various industries, financial services, utilities, recruitment. 
um, working on the people side, building teams and also project management, technical side. But in the background, I'd always had this entrepreneurial spirit. So I was heavily into Tony Robbins back then and reading all kinds of books and courses and conferences. And I started implementing my coaching into the workplace and that that worked out. I had really great success because I think as managers in the workplace, we can be sometimes quite too focused on work yes. areas, work topics. But actually, if there's performance issues, it's usually down to things that are happening in their personal life of your yeah. employees, of your team. And so as a coach, I'm able to bring in these other facets into play and not just focus on KPIs and targets, but look at their whole life in general. And so from that, I thought, this is awesome. So I took that leap of faith and I set up uh, my own coaching practice a few years ago because I wanted to reach out to people who I wasn't working with in the corporate world. Yeah. And slowly but surely started getting clients like attracts like. So I was working with senior managers and people in professionals in the corporate world, CEOs, directors. And then more recently, I really felt God nudge me to pivot completely into like kingdom. So I had to make this big decision at the beginning. Am I a Christian coach or am I a coach who happens to be a Christian? That's so good. Yeah. And there's a distinction. Yeah. And so I started off being a coach who, who's a Christian so I could uh, work with non-believers, but still apply biblical principles and still have the opportunity to share my faith if it led that way, you know, if it yeah. went that way. Yeah. But now it's like very much God is saying, okay, Andy, take everything that you've got and go all in and, and just really bring the two together. So I'm all about now helping Christians take what God has seeded in them mm -hmm. and turn that into a kingdom driven business. So whether they're thinking about it and they don't know how to get started or they are already in it, but they really want to put God front and center, that's kind of what I'm doing. So I do that via coaching with kingdom mindset and online marketing strategies. And you're speaking my language. Like my, I'm like just rejoicing over here because I'm so <laughs> glad because it's so needed, you know, in the marketplace. And, um, you know, and, and I completely agree that, you know, not you didn't say this, but this is what I'm gathering. It's like, you know, church is just a portion of, of you know, your, your walk with God. God has created you to do other things with the gifts and talents that God has given you. And sometimes a lot of people don't really know where to start. You know, like, how do you even know, like, everyone's like, know your purpose. And then a lot of people don't understand, like, what is my purpose? What did God created me to be? What, what problem did God create me to solve? And how do I do it? Like, I'm a mom or, you know, I'm a student or I, who knows, I'm a divorce. It doesn't matter. Right. It's like, it's there is a way and God has I, honestly I believe he gifted certain individuals to help them see the way um, and coaching is how I got how not really um, showed me what it is but he it, it kind of helped me strategize and plan the actions I needed to take in order for me to um, pursue my purpose and the goal and vision God has given me. I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, absolutely. hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us, so you told us a little bit how you met Jesus. You said you were a teenager and things like that. Now, as far as, you know, I, I always like to talk about people meeting their spouses because I think that's huge. You know, when you find someone who is equally yoked with you um, and um, supporting the vision God has given you, can you tell me, um, 
when you started your business, did you tell your wife, hey, I'm going to start my business? Does she have support 100%? Like, talk to us a little bit about that conversation you have with your wife. <laughs> that's, that's a great question, Edmund. I'd like to go back to that kind of the beginning. Um, we, when we first met, we didn't actually like each other. I, I thought she was a bit rude. She thought I was very arrogant. And, <laughs> and, uh, and because of that, we didn't, you know, we didn't do anything to try and impress each other. So we were hanging around the same circle of friends and we were in that group for a few years in youth group. Yeah. And then it suddenly something kind of clicked. It was like, oh, she, she, you know, we were right under each other's noses and we just saw each other in a different, different light. Yeah. And so because we've had those years of friendship, we've like, and seen each other kind of warts and all, we kind of knew when we got together that, you know, we've, we, we know each other really, we, we haven't been trying to impress each other. So when we first started dating, it was like, this is it. It's not dating to experiment. Okay. It's like, wow. you know, we are we are here for each other and, and this is going to lead to marriage um, and back then I don't know if this is the case for, for others who become Christians in their youth but we look up to our youth leaders a lot and so they're yeah. like our role models our mentors yeah. they really help shape our faith at the beginning so then I'm caught up in this oh, I really want to go into full-time ministry I really want to be a youth leader you know I, that's like wow I want to be like them yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. the hero and so I learned this term only recently, this concept of ministry idolatry. I was like, that's a fascinating concept to me. It's like, wow, I was chasing after that, thinking that was the way to serve. And, and because I thought that was where God was leading me and, and Lisa, my wife, she was like, she was prepared to kind of be a pastor's wife at the time. We were, like, we were getting ready for that. Um, and in, 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 in the Chinese circles, remember telling her parents about it and, and they were concerned they're like but really like you know it's like long hours and not good pay and maybe, <laughs> maybe you should work a little bit more yeah. corporate and yeah. get some money saved up build some wealth and, and then maybe pursue ministry <laughs> it was it was that kind of a journey yeah 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 um so anyway that didn't happen that god wasn't you know for you know i don't think looking back i think yeah. it wasn't right for me to go into full-time ministry and so i started pursuing entrepreneurial things doing things on the side and that was really tough on the marriage at the beginning um because i was new at this and we were young and you know there would be times we'd have really tough conversations where she would feel like i was choosing the business mm -hmm. over the marriage or over her yeah so then resentment would 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 come in right i'd come back from a conference or something i've seen and i'd be so excited that this this is amazing and i'd feel like based on her response that my bubble was kind of burst you know and she was bringing me back down to earth so i'm like caught in this but why aren't you supporting me in this and she's like but you're choosing that thing over me so good so that was what and so that was like way back umpteen years ago and you know, we've grown and matured and now we're very supportive. We, we recognize what it's like to be yoked together in this and to, to serve each other in our individual pursuits, but to do it as a couple. Because she, she's like, she's a worship leader in, in, in the church. She recently went to a worship school in, in California just before lockdown early this year. Wow. And so she's really pursuing something that God's placed on her heart. Yeah. I'm pursuing my thing, but we're doing it as a couple um and yeah it's we, we've learned a lot along the way you could call it failing forward 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I pretty much not a lot of the conversations I've had with people on this podcast is um, they talk about that, that balancing, you know, pursuing God's purpose and then family. Like, can you give us a practical tip that you could give to um, those who are listening and how an example of how you could prioritize your wife or your family instead of your purpose? Does that make sense? Are you yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Well, I think the, the first first thing is to recognize that we shouldn't be compartmentalizing. Like when I first started coaching, you, I did this kind of life wheel, wheel of life thing. And you kind of say, hey, here's your spiritual life, here's your health, yeah. here's your relationships yeah. and all that kind of stuff um, with clear defined lines in between. But what I've come to realize is like it's it's they're not clear lines they're kind of dotted lines and it's it's not a life balance but like a life blend yeah you know so i think that's really key um more practically it's really looking at look looking at your schedule i can tell you what's important to you based on what you spent the most time on in the last week it's that kind of thing but then another layer of that is actually not just the quantity of time but the intensity and the quality of time so good as well you know it's it's easy like we fall into traps of thinking that we're spending time with our spouses and our loved ones but we're not actually present yeah in our minds we have all these things i'm thinking about tomorrow i'm thinking about my to-do list yes Uh, and that's something to be really aware of yeah no andy that's so good i always say like be a hundred percent there if you're being a mother a hundred percent mom if you're a wife a hundred percent wife right? Because we're always like, sometimes my husband will get on me and I don't have it all figured out. My husband will give me a hard time sometimes. He was like, put your phone down. You know, this is our time with our daughter and everything. So I've, I've learned now I don't, cause I don't have self-control when I say that, like I, I leave my phone. I hope I'm, I'm making sense. Like I have to do create boundaries for myself because I know if something goes ping, I'm like, okay, is this an emergency? Is something going on? So I leave my phone away um, from us so that I can focus on doing that because I'm a new mom, Andy, and it, I have a one-year-old and I've never been a mom ever, you know? So I'm not used to like, okay, I ha- I'm a wife, but now I'm a mother. That's a whole different ball game. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, awesome. Um, can you tell us um, just uh, a way that you incorporate biblical principle in your business? Um, I know you you talk, you said you work with kingdom businesses, but what are some practical um, principles you've used and for your clients or your business that's really helped um, change the growth trajectory of your business? Yeah, great question. You know, I think the first and most important thing with this type of industry and as a coach is your own relationship with God. I mean, that is so key, not just so that you can say, oh, I operate with integrity and all of that, but it's the real authenticity that comes from that. Like we don't have to say, oh, this is a biblical principle. This is a kingdom principle. If you have spent the time Mm -hmm. to work on your relationship with God, then that naturally, the fruit of that will naturally be God focused, will naturally be kingdom focused. And so that spills over into my work with clients and and business. So it's it's that kind of thing. Um, But then being more practical about it and actually talking about kingdom principles in business, um, for me, it's 
because I started off working one-to-one -one coaching, like it's the mindset and it's so important. Um, there's a phrase, we are always acting in accordance with what we believe about ourselves and our environment. Mm -hmm. right? We're always acting in alignment with what we believe about ourselves and our environment. And so a lot of, I've seen entrepreneurs like, or people who are trying to be, aspiring to be, they struggle to kind of get started is a fear Mm -hmm. and 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 they're focusing on themselves and there's something that they believe about themselves right and it goes back down to the root cause of insecurity feeling like they're not good enough and then those type of things but if you concentrated on god and realized actually how accepted you are yes then that would birth in you the the confidence actually what it does is it takes focus away from you because yes. it's not about you yeah. And then it focuses on God and what he wants you to do. And mm -hmm. the, the, the calling, the job, the goal that he has in mind for you, similar to what you were talking about before, it's that outward focus. So then your fears and insecurities about putting yourself out there, they don't really matter. You can't get rid of the fear, I think, sometimes. But overriding that, is your bigger desire to want to serve yeah is your bigger desire to like you know chase after god's heart yeah so i have a question for you Annie. and um so you know a lot of times people say okay you know don't choose fear you know choose faith or they'll say all these things you know it's easy to say think positive you know focus on the positive but as we all know it's a journey right you don't just like next day oh okay here you go how, how important is it to understand that it's a process and that you have to renew your mind you have to transform your mind and it's how important is that for people to know that hey it's a journey it doesn't happen overnight i don't know about you but for me it was definitely not like oh all of a sudden i have a kingdom mindset even though i spend time with the lord sometimes you know like does that make sense so what what yep. what does um the journey look like typically if you were thinking one way how long do you think it would take for you to change that particular way of looking at things or changing that perspective? Yeah, great. One decision and one action at a time. Like it's taking the next immediate step. It, it, yes. it's, it's really as simple as that. Um, we do get caught in paralysis and we think I've got to like have all my ducks in a row, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, make sure everything's perfect and we get stuck in that and we, we never are. So like, as an example, when I got my certifications to be a coach, they're just printed nice certificates that I've got on my wall, but I have to go and get my first client. I'm not suddenly, that doesn't mean I'm now perfect and I know what I'm doing. You know, it's like when you said, you, you know, your first child, you're like, ah. it's like my first client. I'm like, what am I doing here? I've got the training, but the, you know. Can I even charge for this? You know, I was really worried about charging any money for this because it, you're my first client. And I don't say that because I'm yeah, giving yeah, yeah. confidence that I can deliver results. Yeah, so yeah. you're taking those next steps. And this, and it, I want to talk about like imposter syndrome where we kind of always feel like, ah, oh, we don't deserve to be here. We don't deserve to, mm -hmm. to do what we're doing. We don't feel qualified. Mm -hmm. That, I want to reframe that. If you feel imposter syndrome, good on you because that means you're stretching. Yeah. If you don't feel any sense of imposter syndrome, if you don't feel any sense of not being qualified, then you're comfortable. Yeah. And growth doesn't come from comfort. Growth That's comes right. from discomfort. 
That's right. That's so good, Andy. Man, preach. That's all I can say. <laughs> so why do you do what you do? Serving, really. It, it's about that. Um, I had a, I remember a coach, an aspiring coach, picking my brain and asking some questions about what it's like being a coach and how to get started. Yeah. You know, what, what pitfalls that I've come across that I could, you know, pass on so they can avoid the same pitfalls. And one of the things I said was, be very careful why you want to coach. Make sure that you're coaching from a, a healed place, yeah. a full place, and not to validate your own worth in so any way good. at all. Say that again, Andy. I, think <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> so, so be very careful not to coach. Um, Does that help? Yeah. Be, be, be careful that you're not coaching and serving to fill some gap or empty hole in yourself to looking for some sense of validation that you're doing it from a whole place. Because it's easy at the beginning or, or at any time when you're doing this kind of thing and you might resonate with this Edna is when you're serving people and you give results, people will praise you, people will thank you, people will like feel like you've just you know, transform their life. And that will inevitably make us feel good. Yeah. But if that feeling goodness is like trying to fill some hole with a particular shape yeah. that that thing is not supposed to fill, exactly. then we're never going to be satisfied ourselves. Does that make sense? So we're not serving from a full heart. We're serving from this heart with a kind of a, a gap, a hole in it. And so we're constantly chasing, serving, serving, serving. But it's we're actually chasing the praise and acceptance wrong motives and, and you know and else and, and people could see that eventually you know you'll know it won't be satisfying anymore it's like there's only so much praise or people can do and i love like to me the biggest compliment is to for them to not need you what i mean you know what i mean for yeah. them to be like and i remember their time like no edna you tell me no it's like you got this you have all the tools everything is fine I'm going to go ahead and end our relationship. And I literally had to do that this morning and it freaks people out. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I mean, you got this, let's talk in a few months. Let's see how everything is going. But it's like, you know, we're creating crutches also for ourselves if our validation is on other people, you know? And so I Absolutely. love that. That's so important that what you just said. Um, now we talk a lot about your successes, Andy. I know, um, and also some of the challenges you faced, but what would you say your biggest struggle as an entrepreneur was um, during your transition from, you know, working in corporate into, you know, having your own business? Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of things. And I think we touched on them before. One, like self-belief, you know, yeah. believing that I, I can do it. Um, and then the second, and I think this might be, again, I don't know if this is unique to me, but it's, we're kind of taught to be humble and, and, and modest. So <laughs> when you decide to become an entrepreneur and set up your own business, especially in the coaching area, yeah. uh, it's your face, it's your name, yeah. it's your brand. Yeah. It's, oh, look, Edna Harding, Edna, and it's Andy Lee, Andy Lee. And it's like, yeah. you know, does, is that Christian? Is that, you know, you, right. you kind of lifting yourself onto some platform here, like, mm -hmm. you know, you get into, mini celebrity status or, or some sense of fame or, or popularity or, is that kind of thing. So really wrestling with that. 
um, and being aware of it constantly, but then at the same time, really recognizing it isn't about me. It's about, it's about God. It's about God, you know, and so me, my face, my brand and all this stuff, it's, 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 it's a means to an end. Yes. Right. Yes. And, but that's a very individual thing. Yeah. It's very hard to tell from the outside, like what, what the inner motives are, what the inner heart is like. Yeah. And, you know, Andy, you know, I, I remember I asked that question years ago. I was like, you know, how do you know if it's pride or if it's confidence, you know, the difference between pride and confidence. Cause I'm like, I, you know, I, I, a lot of times, you know, especially if you excelled in corporate and have done so much results, it's like, okay, I don't want to be prideful, but I also don't want to be like, not talking about the things that God has gone through me. So I remember a mentor told me, he's like, okay, well, pride is thinking that you are where you are because of yourself. Confidence mm. is when you acknowledge that everything that you have accomplished is because of God and this skill that he's given you. So that's how you know the difference. So then I was like, okay, all right. I, I'm not definitely not thinking that it's all me. So I started being bold about the things that God has been using me to build and you know, the, the results that my hands were producing so that we don't, you know, uh, short sell ourselves and thinking that we have to play small because God does want us to be the light in the darkness, the city on the hill, the salt of the earth, right? The solution provided. And, but, I, but, you know, having that heart, you're right. But a lot of times, Andy, as you know, people will judge you regardless, right? Even if you're serving by people, people are be like, oh, look at that show off or whatever. Ignore all of them, you know. As long as you're, you have lived for an audience of one, it doesn't matter, right, what other people think. So um, so can you give a wisdom nuggets to struggling entrepreneurs right now? And we shared a, several, but can you give one more that will help um, people who are struggling right now with their business or in life in general? <laughs> um take action like be bold enough to take action in the wrong direction long enough to find the right direction so good i think that's like action creates clarity yeah um yeah action start moving start moving doesn't matter just keep going right don't and and a lot of and um I know I've heard this many, many times. It's like, you never fail. It's only a lesson learned and you just keep going. And at least you're moving somewhere, <laughs> you know, versus just being stuck yep. um, in the same position. Um, because I yep. think a lot of times, especially let's talk yep. about that. And, and the great, and the great. Go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, and, and, and you, just thinking about, about Saul and Paul, because uh, I, I love his example. Like he was, he was fervent, like he was like persecuting the followers of the way, you know, he, he was on a mission, but just totally heading in the wrong direction, but he was moving, moving intensely and moving fast. And that's when God, uh, Jesus spoke to him directly and said, Hey, what are you doing? And he said, his eyes opened up. He did a complete U-turn, still carried the same intensity. He still had that same like passion and, and, and desire, but just now moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more because I think a lot of times, especially in the church, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying this because I had to have it like, we could pray and fast and sing and all these other things as much as we want, like waiting for something to happen, like God to just throw the business into our lap and 
throw whatever it is that we're praying for in our lap. But if we're not taking the necessary actions and steps and pursue what God said, yes, it's yours. I will give you this, but you don't hire a business coach or you don't work on your business plan or you don't learn about entrepreneurship. You're just sitting ducks. You'll be waiting for years and they'll be like 50 years later and you're still waiting for this grand you know, miracle to happen in your life because you're, you're not taking action. So definitely move, do something. And don't just, you know, I, I think one thing that I've learned, Andy, and I don't know about you, but for me, I knew the world's way because I thrived in the world's way. I knew the church way, which is, you know, what they say in religion about faith, prayer, you know, believing in prophetic words, miracles, and all this other stuff. Then God showed me the kingdom way. There's a difference, right? God has instructions in the word of God that you could apply to your life to help you succeed in business. So it's not just about the faith walk. It's not just about being greedy, but it's also being, you know, using wisdom and the gifts and talents that God has gifted you to pursue his calling for your life. And so I appreciate you sharing that. So what is your personal mantra? Like, what do you live by, Andy? How do you live your life? How do you run your business? <laughs> I have, I have a, a live verse, um, Colossians 3, 23, 24. Um, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So good. That's, and in that's my, that's my life first. Yeah, and everything you do. That's right. And and it's and and I love that because it gives in, um, purpose for everything that you do, whether if it's you know serving doing the little things like picking up the trash on your house or, yeah. you know, like it doesn't have to be anything big. It's even in the things that are not seen by people. You know, I, what you do in secret, I think God definitely is honored by how you do it, um, how you serve him in all aspects of your life. Um, so um, can you tell us one thing that changed your, the trajectory of your business that you, uh, that you did? Uh, ask that again, Edna. I said, what is the one thing that you did that you feel changed the growth trajectory of your business? One thing, yeah, the one thing. Were there multiple things? <laughs> <laughs> um, like you did this one thing and then all of a sudden your business started like growing or you started, you overcame that hurdle. Like what? would change like for me let me just give an example like for me personally when I actually asked the Holy Spirit for wisdom about certain decisions you know like certain decisions that I had to make for my business um and following his instructions versus trying to do it what my flesh would say or the things that I would know I'm supposed to do but following his ways I mean he gives me instruction like to deal with a situation okay do I Say yes to this or no he'll say no I'm like but this is the logical way but this is the you know so that's what i mean like what would you say one thing that you did that kind of helped you take your business to the next level sure yeah. yeah 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 great great um so part like so i run a program and and there's nine steps to it and one of the steps is about i call it success uh, no i call it keystone habits yeah uh and I think fundamentally it's that it's recognizing that God is uh, as much like uh, invested in who we become in the process. Mm -hmm. if, 
if not more more involved in that than than he cares about the kind of actual destination yeah. uh, in the world of entrepreneurship we can focus a lot on the goal the bottom line how many clients how many leads what's our sales figures and all and expenses and all that kind of stuff and work to weekly monthly quarterly yearly targets but they don't focus enough on on who you're becoming yeah, and so good. for me, when I recognize that, it, you know, I have to put these ha like habits into place, make sure that, it, you know, I'm not just chasing entrepreneurship, but I'm looking after my health. I'm looking after my relationship. I'm looking after my service to my local church, all of those things, because everything is spiritual. God is in, in, in all of it. So if you want God to be involved in the entrepreneurship side of your, your business, like if your life, like then invite God into all the other areas of your life as well. And so I think that's the one change for me, like, cause I, I can be very business, business, but when I like took a step back and like, let's, let's equal it all out. Let's make sure that I'm faithfully committing all the parts of my life to God. Then that's where the business kind of like, or not that it takes care of itself. Um, but it, it just, it just worked better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it comes with no sorrow, right? Andy, it's like, oh, it's, it's not, not that you'll never face challenges, but whatever, whatever you face, it's easy. You, it's nothing like, nothing is too difficult for you to handle, you know? And, um, and yeah, I, I really believe that if you do it God's way, he'll take care of all areas of life. And I do believe in wholeness. I, and I don't know if it was you who did that, but I know wholeness is important to God. He doesn't want anything missing or broken in your life. And that includes everything you just talked about, Andy, including your body, including your family, everything. Um, so, you know, thank you for sharing all of this. Um, if people are interested in connecting with you and learning more about what you do or hiring you um, as a coach, and I know you do speaking engagements as well, like what would, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Uh, yeah, great question. So I, uh, the best way actually is just to email me directly. Um, and that's at andy at andylee.me. So A-N-D-Y-L-E-E dot me. Um, because it could be for various things. I don't want to send you to a, 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 an opt-in page or a landing page or something like that. So it, this way you have direct contact with me. And something I offer to wanted to offer to viewers of and listeners of your show Edna is it's just a free coaching session like it's 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 a crazy time of the year um and I've been blessed by people extending a helping hand just to serve you know we're all in this together and if we can use our skills and our gifts to help other people then do it so for me I want to offer a free 40 minute coaching session to people to, to your listeners and to your viewers no pitching just pure value um and to do that just get in touch by emailing me I love that, Andy. I appreciate your heart to serve. And definitely, you know, this is not a time to pour. This is a time to give because God will take care of everything else. Um, well, can you take a few minutes to just pray for our listeners right now and, and whatever God puts in your heart? Absolutely. Sure. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we recognize that you are the ever present and the, the sole authority in all of this in the whole world. Um, we recognize that you are in control, even in times when we feel like we're not. And, you know, we, we pray that you help us to see this. We pray that we can stay humble and recognize that we, even when we are in control or we think we are, it's kind of an illusion, really. Um, and so when things start to crumble around, 
we know that you are the solid ground and you are the foundation. And I just want to pray for all the listeners right now and the people watching that you can let your presence be known, um, that you can show them that there is another way if people feel like they're hitting a wall and they don't have a way forward, that you provide that clarity and you help them see what the next immediate step they could take is to just move them in some direction because then uh, they can be steered you know then they can start to take feedback from that new action that they've taken and then one step leads to another step uh, the scroll starts to unfold and suddenly they get the clarity they need to really break through so i really pray that lord i pray that you you bless bless them um, uh, and just yeah, let let your kingdom continue to to expand and bring transformation to the to the land to the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Andy, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you guys who are tuning in on YouTube or on podcast um, platform, whatever you guys are listening to, thank you so much for your support. I truly appreciate your comments and your likes, shares, subscriptions, and ultimately, again, my whole goal and the vision um, that God has given me is to transform the marketplace for the better, one mind at a time, um, because all it takes is for us to change our thinking, change our thoughts, and not just think the right things, but do the right things, and everything else will transform in the world, in our education system, in government, wherever your areas of influence are. So I love you all. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of the week. And we'll talk soon on another episode of the Estherpreneur Podcast, where we teach you how to do business and life God's way. Until next time, keep shining. Thanks for joining us this week on Estrepreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also, check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.